Blog Talk Radio. Let's stand together. I've got to find my red song book. There it is. All right. Take your red song book. Let's turn to number one. Amen. That'll be easy to find. All hail the fire of Jesus' name. All hail the power of Jesus' name, let angels prostrate fall, bring forth the royal diadem, and crown him, Lord of all, bring forth the Okay. All right. 
Yeah, I got mine got forty three on the bottom number one time, and everything started closing in. So, I'm, yeah, that's a scary that's a scary place to be. I understand. We'll be praying for you, brother. Anybody else? Anybody else? My huh? Praise God. That's wonderful news. Well, amen. That's even better. Hallelujah. We're thankful for that. Uh, Lanny's doing a lot better. I, I actually, I talked to him. I was worried about him because nobody would ever get in touch with him for about a week. And he texted me last night and said, he said, this is my new number. I had, and my phone broke. I had to get a new phone. So I was, you know, you think the worst, and then it's like, oh, well, that's all it was. Well, praise God. Um, so I just thank God for that. My aunt has, have you talked to her? <clears throat> Not recently, but you keep Y'all continue to pray for my Aunt Mary Ruth and my sister. And my sister Laura as well. Pray for her. Yep. Yep, she's leaving Friday and coming back Saturday. All right. Anything all right with Phyllis? She's not here tonight. All right. Y'all lift her up in prayer. Anybody else? Amen. I'm sure glad to hear that too. Amen. All right. Y'all, y'all lift up everybody else in prayer. There's folks that, that needs it going through things we don't even know about. Let's let's remember to lift them up in prayer. Let's go to the Lord in prayer tonight. Robert, lead us. Amen. You can be seated. <laughs> Thank 
covers me there with his hand, and covers me there with his hand, with numberless blessings each moment he crowns, and filled with his fullness divine, I sing in my rapture, oh glory to God, for such a redeemer as mine. He hideth my soul in the cleft of the rock that shadows a dry, thirsty land. He hideth my life in the depth of his love and covers me there with his hand. And Oh, man. 
go to the next one. Hang on there. Years ago, I was looking in a song book, and I found a copy of Amazing Grace had another verse to it. I don't know if you know it, but if you didn't know it, sing it along with me. Go ahead and play it again, sister. The earth will soon dissolve like snow. The sun refused to shine. But God who gave me good below will be Perfectly right. That's close. Anyway, amen. I thought, I thought that was good. I really wish that was in all of them. Amen. Let's look over and sing, sing one more. 113. 113. Blessed assurance. Amen. 113. 113. Blessed assurance, ain't it? And 113. Blessed assurance. Oh, I'll sing 313. Okay. <laughs> I can sing it to that soon, but it ain't going to sound right. <laughs> Hey, listen, I read about this one church, this, this pastor, and his piano player, she only knew one tune, and it was the Old Rugged Cross. So they sang every song out of the book to the tune of the Old Rugged Cross. So it's not that bad, praise <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, that's all right, sister. Don't worry about it. That's all right. 113, let's sing it out tonight. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a glorious glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God. Born of his spirit, washed in his blood. This is my story, this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my glory. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Perfect submission, perfect delight. Visions of rapture now burst on my sight. Angels descending, bring from above, echoes of mercy, whispers of love. This is my story, this is my song, raising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Perfect submission, all is at rest. I am my Savior and happy and blessed. Watching and waiting, looking above. With a goodness, lost in his love. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. Amen. Praise God. Good to be saved. Amen. I'm so thankful to know. 
it's all settled when it comes to me. Amen. What a relief that is. I, I'm glad I'm not still searching. I tell you, this is a bad world to be searching in today. <clears throat> okay, I heard something today that really really got my blood boiling. And uh, I just can't help but tell you about it. I, I, I went to town for just a little while today. My wife's been gone all day and had mom come over and babysit while I ran to town and <clears throat> turned on my radio on my truck and uh, turned it over on AM. I just wanted to have some racket. And I turned it on. It was on 820 and Dan Bongino show come on. Y'all, y'all may know him or may not. He took, he took Russ Limbaugh's place. And uh, he was talking about a bill. And I don't keep up with politics. Y'all know I done told you I quit listening to politics. I don't care. I mean, there's no point because they're all crooked and it's all rigged and ain't nothing we can do about it. Like I said, the best thing we can do is focus on what's right in front of us and try to be the best we can be to those in front of us. And that's the only way we can make a difference anyway. All the talking in the world won't change anything. It, it, it depends on God's people taking action and, and being godly right in front of, right, right in their own life. That's the only impact we could make. But I was listening and... Uh, and Dan, Dan was talking about this bill, evidently, they got down in Florida that, that they were trying to get passed into law. And it was called the Don't Say Gay Bill. That's what they're calling it. That's the nickname they put on it. And essentially, what the name was put on there for was to try to, to disparage uh, conservatives from voting against it because the, the vote of the bill has in it legislation to teach kindergartners in Florida transgenderism. So they want to sexualize children five and six years old. And what he was saying, and, I, and, and, and somebody might not let me talk about this, but that's just too bad. I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, the thing he said, the problem with this is the, the, the progressive, Marxist, socialist, communistic left who wants to destroy our country want to steal away a generation of children to their ideology. And the, the two things that they must achieve in order to steal that generation of children away, they have to, they have to number one, they have to destroy uh, religion in their life, and you have to destroy the parental authority in their life. So what they do, they sexualize children at a very young age, and when you sexualize a child, then you can control that child with that type of material. And you can separate, you can, and there's guilt that comes associated with that. There is, there's the, the notion that we're giving you something your parents would keep from you, and there's a wedge that gets driven between child and parent. It also gets driven between child and God. And so that's the tools that they use. And this bill is, is there to try to, uh, try to sexualize these children. And as we've talked about in Sunday school time and time and time again, any time uh, society goes back, uh, gets rid of God, and turns back to the old ways, the old ways of, of paganism and idolatry and Satanism, when that country turns away from that, the two things that show up are always homosexuality and child sacrifice. And right now in America, you have, you have sodomy, which is legal. Uh, gay marriage is legal. And you have abortion, which is legal and cheered. And, and we're seeing America circling the toilet bowl fast. And uh, it, it, it's just a shocker. And here's the real 
here's what hit me so hard today. <clears throat> the Disney Corporation is freaking out because Florida is going to vote that bill down. The Disney Corporation is just up in arms because Florida is not going to get its transgenderism in schools for children. Now, why would that be other than the fact that Disney is a pedophilia uh, influencing organization? They, they are promoting this, the sexualization and the destruction of children all the while representing themselves as a children's organization. And I wondered out loud, and I wondered out loud on Facebook, and probably made some people mad, but I asked the question, you know, ask yourself, where am I giving my money to people who support this? You know, it's, uh, I'm going to get off my hollers in a minute, but I just have to say this because I know there's people watching that need to hear this. It's like, how many times will you accept nice things from Satan? Uh -huh. He'll hand you all kinds of play pretties until he gets ready to hand you something that will destroy you. And you say, well, he's always, he's always giving me nice, nice things before. Why would I question this? And then it blows up in your life and you say, oh, why is my child going this way? Why is my child doing this? Gave him all the tools and you promoted it. So God help us if we don't wake up and realize that the devil is trying to steal our children right from under us and using a, a, a doggone rat to do it. Amen? Now I'm going to get into the message. Amen? Praise God, good to be in church. I had to get that off my chest. I feel better. I really do. Amen? If you're mad at me, pray for me. Amen? All right. Psalm 146. Let's turn there tonight. Psalm 146. If you haven't been watching, haven't been paying attention, we've been going through the entire book of Psalms, and we're almost at the end, praise God. Amen? I've gotten a lot out of this study. It's really been a blessing to me to study the Psalms and and, and just see time and time and time again. Some, some may say, man, these are all repetitive. But life is repetitive. Amen? Ups and downs. There's not sideways and sideways. There's ups and downs. Life's a series of ups and downs. And, and as we go through those ups and downs, God gives us wisdom as to how to deal with those ups and downs through the life of his servant David. And, and we, as we come to the end of it, you know, we, we, we studied... And we've studied where he's been in trouble, and he didn't know what to do. We, we've studied a lot of different things, but now we come to the end of the book, in these last few chapters, 146, 47, 48, 49, and 50, these last ones are all about David's favorite thing in the whole wide world, and that's praising God. Amen? I'm, I'm not surprised at all that David just wants to praise God all the way out the door. Amen? I see nothing better to do. Amen? Let's look at it tonight. Let's read Psalm 146. There's 10 verses. And, uh, and we'll get into it, and we'll be doing it for too long. All right, let's read. Psalm 146, it said, Praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord, O oh, my soul. While I live, will I praise the Lord. I will sing praises unto my God while I have my being. While I have any being, he said. Put not your trust in princes, nor in the Son of Man, in whom there is no help. His breath goeth forth, he returneth to his earth in that very day, his thoughts perish. He is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God, which made heaven and earth, the sea and all that therein is, which keepeth truth forever, which executeth judgment for the oppressed, which giveth food to the hungry, which looseth the prisoners. The Lord openeth the eyes of the blind. The Lord raiseth them that are bowed down. The Lord loveth the righteous. The Lord preserveth the strangers. He relieveth the fatherless and the widow. But the, but the way of the wicked 
he turneth upside down. The Lord shall reign forever. Even thy God, O Zion, unto all generations. Praise ye the Lord. Let's go to the Lord in prayer tonight. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you tonight. Thank you so much that I serve a God who's worthy of praise. Oh, Father, what a, what a, what a God you are. King of kings, Lord of lords, my Father. You've been so good to me, and I'm so thankful. And I join David tonight in praising you and saying to you that you are incredibly awesome, that you are magnificent and wonderful. Lord, there's no words on this earth by human tongue that we can speak that would totally encapsulate our love and our adoration and our feelings towards you. I pray tonight, Lord, you'll somehow, some way, allow me, Lord, in this limited human flesh, to give you a glimpse of the praise that you're worthy of. Because, Lord, I know that I'll fail. But I pray that by the power of the Holy Ghost, you'll lift me up and use me, Lord, not for my glory, but for your own. Lord, I pray that you'll that you'll lift me above these human limitations, Lord, allow me to speak truth tonight. Lord, that the Holy Ghost of God can take and sink down in the hearts of the hearers and encourage us. Because, Lord, we're walking through a dark valley. Lord, we're walking through a dark time, and there's evil on the right hand and the left, and we need you to hold tight to us. We need you, Lord, to guide our steps. Encourage us as we walk beside you. And we give you the praise and the glory. We ask you to forgive our sins. Fill us with your spirit now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. David said, praise you the Lord. First thing, I want, I want, he, 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 just, he just states it right off the bat. I mean, he can't keep, his, can't keep it inside. He's like, like a bottle. He's got shipped up and the cork pops out. And he said, praise you the Lord. I mean, there's no exclamation point, but I feel like that was probably his heart's crack. Praise you the Lord. Amen. Somebody needs to recognize what I'm saying is what he said. Praise you the Lord. Amen. Somebody speak up. I feel like that today. Where's all the praise of God at? Who? Why did they quit? We used to praise God. I don't know if you did or not. I ain't been there that long. But I know I know that people used to praise God more than they do these things. I mean, I tell you, there is nothing better. I mean, I don't know about y'all. I don't know how. I haven't been here that long. But I can tell you from experience, when you get a church house with a bunch of saints of God who are fired up about serving God and loving God, and they start praising God together and shouting, Let 
Michael Swain went out here was one of the best pool sharks ever lived. You see him, you would never think so. And he's a little, he's a little Pentecostal killer. And he, he walked with him. He come in the church. We had an eight and eight show up. And uh, Michael come in, he said, We'd be all right if I got him, Good guy, sweet guy. But he just, you know, he tell you got some issues. But he get up there, but he tried his heart out. And I guarantee he put more into what he was singing, and it was more real before God's throne than most of the people that got up on that platform. Because he gave it everything he had. Amen. I remember a young man up in Arkansas, Michael Carlton. He had some physical disabilities, and he couldn't sing a lick either. But everybody just loved him, him to get up and sing because he didn't sit on that pew and say, I can't praise God because of this. I'm going to praise God whether you like looking at me doing it or not. I like that. Amen. Some of us need to get over ourselves and just praise God anyhow. Amen. I'm going to move on. I know y'all love that point. Number two. Number two. All right. Look at verse three and four. He said, I will trust in the Lord. I'm going to trust him. How many people worry about too many other things other than what God said these days? How many people worry about what government's got to say? Too many people worry about what science has got to say? Science is gone. Science went out the window a few miles back. That ain't coming back. Amen. I'm telling you, our Secretary of Health has to go for, our, our female Secretary of Health has to go for a prostate exam every year. Science is gone. Science is gone. So I, don't, I ain't got no hope in government. Amen? Listen to what David said. David said, put not your trust in princes. Princes are government. I'm sorry, but that's the real deal right there. That's in your Bible. And that's a king saying it. I think you know what he's talking about. Put not your trust. But, oh, baby, love the land. That's the drowning cry of the wimp. Bible said, put not your trust. And we go under. Listen. God will have us obey him and not man when a man goes against him. It's simple. We obey the Lord even if it costs us our life. We obey the Lord. Amen. God says there ain't no hope in government. You do not put your trust in princes. Now, the next part, don't let that scare you when it says nowhere in the soul of man. I know the Bible refers to Jesus as the son of man in Mark. That's showing his humanity. But when the Bible says the son of man, he is not saying don't put your trust in Jesus. It's saying don't put your trust in mankind. Don't put your trust in mankind. Don't put your trust in man-made belief. Amen? I'm listening. God, I hope, I pray to God, I never, ever have to ever take welfare. I pray to God, I never, ever have to get on some kind of government relief. I pray, hope, and pray. I'm able to work, take care of my family. I never have to get on it because I don't want to rely on it.
You're going to put your, your hope in man? Man dies. Man's finite. Man has an expiration date. And his health has an expiration date. You know, I, I remember one of the worst days of my life. I was working in Hope, Arkansas, and I was working at a plant called Temple Inland, and, and, I, and I got in trouble with a supervisor. And, and, and I wasn't, I, I thought I told you the story before, I'm not going to tell the whole story, but I, but I got in trouble with a supervisor, and I really didn't do anything wrong. I was, I, what I did was very innocent, but the way it looked at was like I had, I had done what everybody else had done, which they did something wrong. And uh, so I got called in the office. And I had, and, and this this guy that was my supervisor. He was a major, major jerk. He was cocky and brash, and he hated preachers. He hated me because I was a preacher. He said, "I'm gonna tell you something, preacher. I think everybody's guilty to prove innocent." What do you think about that? I said, "I think that's a bad way to look at it." He said, "Well, you gotta show me you ain't, till I believe you are." And, and and he he put me through the absolute ringer. And I'll never forget that night, or one morning, rather, I'd worked the night shift, and he had just made my life a nightmare. And I was headed home. And it was it was probably a couple months after my dad had passed away, and I remember just bawling and squalling all the way home and hollering out to, hollering out to my dad. He said, why are you, why did you leave me? Why are you not here? I need to call somebody. I need some advice. I've had a hell of a man. Man, Turn neither to the right hand nor to the left. 
because the devil's constantly trying to pull your attention off of God. Because he knows if you ever got your eyes firmly fixed on him and how powerful and how much he loves you and how good he is, if you can just hold your gaze on him, my goodness, there'd be no limit what God could do with us. We're so easily distracted. We need to focus on who he is, that he made everything. He's in control. That God doesn't make mistakes, and God doesn't slip up, and God doesn't forget, and God doesn't worry. And God keeps his word. Look there in verse 6. Which keepeth truth forever. I don't care what man says. I don't care what culture does. I don't care what, 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 the, what the social winds uh, have a shift. I don't care what politicians say. I don't care. You say, well, you're outdated and you're old-timey and you're a dinosaur. Hooray. I say, well, Hank Jr., I'm a dinosaur. Yeah, I'm an old fella, amen. I go back to the old days, amen, when people like to do things the right way. Amen. I like to, listen, I don't want it if it's new and modern. I don't, I hate cell phones. I have to use them, but I hate them. I do. They're detrimental to us. How can we get along with God and hear his still, small voice when we're constantly trying to check 30 different things to see what somebody else said to us? It's impossible. That one's got us hemmed up pretty good. We don't even realize it. David said, I hope in his word. I hope in his word because you know why? Because he helps the oppressed. Look at verse 7. The Bible says, which executed judgment for the oppressed. Don't ever think you can get yourself in a position you can't get out of. Don't ever think that, 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 that God is not able to come and get you from where you're at. Don't ever think that all hope is gone. Listen, as long as there's still God in heaven, as long as you still have breath in your lungs, there's still hope because God isn't done with you yet. Because if he was done with you, you wouldn't be here. Amen? As long as they still hope, as long as you still got time, they still hope. Amen? And God is a God who helps those who are oppressed, those who are beaten down. He's a father to the fatherless. And he is the comforter. Amen? Don't ever forget that. Amen? Not only that, but he feeds the hungry. Verse 7 says, Amen. He, he takes care of those. Amen. He Listen, again, I said it before, but I said it a couple of weeks ago, but the squirrels, they don't, they don't panic when they wake up because they know there will be some nuts to find to eat. And, and, and again, the, the rabbits, they don't panic. They know they're going to find some green stuff to chew on somewhere. God takes care of them. He takes care of them. I look out every morning, and you know what? Them doggone red birds, you know what them things do? They'll set up their own back fence, and they'll wake the dogs and they'll fly down there and get them a piece of dog food and take off. They love dogs. I'm feeding half the county red birds with dog food. Do you know what them dogs, you know what, them red birds, they don't sit around going, you reckon he's going to go get some of that dog food? I don't care. They, they just, they just, it's going to be there. God's going to take care of us. Why can't we be as simple-minded as a cotton-taking bird? Why, why are we dumber than a bird? We worry about stuff that we can't control. God's able. Amen. He takes care of those that, that, that they can't take care of themselves. I say number six on this, that he, he frees prisoners. Look at verse seven there. Which give hey, the Lord loosen up the prisoners. I can tell you the night that I was in prison at one time. I was in prison, I was in prison, and it was a prison that I built. My own self and my own demand. It was called rebellion. When I had rebelled, I rebelled against parents, I would get rebelled against uh, against everything. I, I wanted to, I, 
an idiot. I, I thought I was screwed, man. I, I got a mother. I got a mother. I got a mother. And you know what? Nobody was going to tell me what to do. I was a stupid, stupid, stupid baby in Christ. And you know what? God showed me I wasn't living free at all. I was living in bondage. To bondage, bondage to sin. Here I was, a child of God, and I was just as much a prisoner as anybody in the world. And God set me free. And I realized how much of a bondage I was in. That's when I realized that I needed his power to get out of it. And he gave me out of it and he set me free. And listen, I praise God. I'm, I, I, listen, this world, yeah, it's going to wear on me, but this world, I, I, as long as my eyes are on Jesus, I won't ever be bound again. Amen? And those that are bound, all they got to do is look and live. Amen? All they got to do is look and be set free. I didn't have to go through a process. All I had to do was put my eyes on Jesus and all them change for you. He frees the prisoners. Number seven, he gives sight to the blind. We say it tonight. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. These people got 20-20 vision, can't see a thing today. You can put the truth right in front of them and they look at it and they can't see it. And you know why? It's because they don't want to see it. They don't want to see it. But I'm going to tell you, to those who want to see, let me tell you, he opens those eyes one after another, to those that want to see. Amen. That day we were out here across from Rickoff's, there was a, a woman named Delois pulled up in her car, and I squatted down by her car door, and I explained to her that, that the Jesus that she said she loved had a gift for her, and she never had it. And she, she, loved the, she loved the idea of Jesus, but she never embraced the real gift that God had given and that day she received that gift, and she knew what joy was along with it. She didn't have that joy before. She was holding on to, to hope that she'd never even received. I tell you, it's amazing what God will do when you finally, when you finally see what God will do. When you, when you finally believe what he can do, it's amazing what a change he can make in somebody's life. He gives sight to the blind. She could see it as clear as day then. It was, it was obvious to her that she needed to be saved, but she couldn't see it before she pulled up and somebody explained to her that she didn't have that gift. Number eight, he exalts the humble. He exalts the humble. You hear that? He exalts the humble. He doesn't exalt the proud. Those that say, hey, look at me. I'm going to show everybody what I can do.
In other words, if you want to be great, you got to be less. See, because, man, you, you can't do it. You can't manufacture it. Man can't give you power. Man can't give you all that you need. God will do it in his timing when he's ready. And he'll, and he'll teach you so that you don't get a bit swollen head and realize you're sin of the world when he raises you up. God exalts those who are humble. Listen, he, put, he puts great people who would never, ever want the spotlight in great positions. Why? Because they won't be taking the attention away from him. They'll give him the attention when they get in the spotlight. He exalts the humble. He loves the righteous. Amen? He loves, you say, well, no, he loves everybody? Yeah, but he really loves the righteous. You know why? Because they love him the most. God loves those that love him. Verse, in verse 9, he cares for the strangers. The Lord preserveth the strangers. Amen? Listen, those, those, who, those who, who are foreigners in a foreign land, that's the way I feel here on this earth. I don't know about you. But just living in this earth, on this earth today, in this world we live in, I feel as a stranger in a strange land. I don't fit with this world. I, 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 don't, I don't listen. And it's not because I'm any special thing, because I'm nothing, and y'all know that. I ain't no better than nobody else, and I know that. But I'm telling you, because I'm a child of God, and because I'm saved, because I've been washed in the blood, and because I know how much God loves me, and he wants me to be like Christ, because he tells me that he, that he, is, that he has uh, uh, conformed me, to the image of his son. That's what I'm doing. It's a constant, perpetual conforming to the image of Jesus so that when people see me, they don't say, oh, there's that guy, Brandon. There's that guy. You know, I don't like him. They see Jesus in me instead of me. The part of me they don't like, they see the part of me that has something to say, which is Christ. I want, I want him to shine for him. I don't want me to shine for him. I want him to shine for and the one who wants to put him on the forefront of their life, God is going to bless that one because that one is doing what he is. It's fulfilling his will. They're conforming to the image of Jesus instead of trying to conform to the image of their grandpa or conform to the image of their daddy or conform to the image of the sports hero or conform to the image of their favorite actor or whatever you have, whatever it may be. He has hope in the Lord, because the Lord loves the righteous. The Lord cares for the strangers. The Lord sustains the fatherless and the widows. Yeah, God is especially kind and considerate to those who can't help themselves. Verse 9, it says that he, he relieveth the fatherless and the widow. I, you know, people often say, you know, God helps those who help themselves. But I'd say God helps those who can't help themselves. That's the one that God helps the most. God is especially kind and pitiful toward those who are without strength. And I'm going to tell you something, I'm thankful for that. Because there's, there's, there's always going to be a time when you're going to get yourself there, when you're weak or without strength. I mean, I, I, I know right now, if I had to lift some weight up off the ground, I had no problem doing it. I mean, if I had to run a little ways, I'd get winded, but I could run a little ways. But I know there's a day coming. I'm living here long enough to where my strength's going to fail me. My mind's liable to fail me. My breath may fail me. My heart may fail me. But when I get in that weak moment, when I get that moment where I can't do anything, can't nobody do anything for me, I know somebody who will. And I know somebody will take me up in his arms, and he'll care for me when I can't care for myself. And I will tell you, I, I, I'm, I'm thankful tonight that he cares for he cares for widows and he cares for orphan children. He cares for those who are without strength. He loves those who are in, who are in that situation. 
I'm thankful that's the God I serve. Verse 12, number 12, not verse 12, but number 12, verse 9, he frustrates the way of the wicked. The Bible says the way of the wicked, he turns upside down. And I know we look at this world and we say, well, it don't look right right now. Hey, sir, you say that, God, but this shit don't
even thy God, O Zion, unto all generations. Praise ye the Lord. And it's been a lot of all of that. We ought to praise him. And if we don't, shame on us. Shame on us if we don't praise God like we ought. So I can promise you, if we don't say shame on us down here, when we get up there, we sure enough will say, shame on us. Amen? So praise you, the Lord. Let's, be, let's, let's, let's learn to praise him. Let's practice praising him. Every now and then. Just every now and then. I'm not trying to fuss at you tonight, but every now and then. Amen. Every now and then. Somebody slip a hallelujah. It thrilled my soul. Amen. And I know God would love it as well. Amen. Let's stand together and let's ask God to bless us as we leave here tonight. Amen. It sure been good to be in God's hands. Amen. Study his word and get all we can get out of it. And there's probably way more in there that I didn't get out. Hallelujah. You can go home and dig for yourself. Amen. It's been good to be in church. I love everyone. I appreciate you. And uh, let's go to the Lord and ask God to bless us as we leave here tonight. All right. Hey, Dan, I want you to dismiss us in prayer.